morning, everybody. This is Pastor Brian Wattenbarger of Body of Christ Church right here in Camp Birdie, Arizona. Blessings to you all. I am doing this podcast uh, based on the Bible study question that I put in the sermon and posted on Facebook. What parallels to the gospel can we draw from Esther? And really, it's more than just uh, the gospel. It's what parallels can we draw from the book of Esther? So... Um, Let's go through a quick summary of the book. It's a short book. Now, the book of Esther is read during the Jewish holiday of Purim. And Purim comes from the uh, the word Pur, which means to cast lots or, or lot. And the story centers around our heroine, Esther, and she was a, a Jewish uh, person who lived in the Persian Empire during the reign of, of Xerxes. Uh, in the book, it's he's also called Ahasuerus, or I should say Ahasuerus. So King Ahasuerus, or Xerxes, he's holding a uh, lavish party, and his wife Vashti is with his harem throwing a party for the women. And after everybody got pretty drunk on wine, the king wanted his beautiful wife, Ashti, to come and uh, be displayed before all of his uh, partygoers. But she did not want to be made a spectacle of in front of a bunch of drunks, so she refused. This made him mad, and so then he asked his uh, advisors what he should do, and for fear that all the women in the kingdom would follow this example and ignore their husband's wishes... He divorced Vashti and got a new wife. In about a year, he had uh, several uh, maids paraded before him, and he fell in love with Esther. Now, Esther is a Jewish woman who uh, her parents died, and so her cousin, uh, Mordecai, took her in and, and raised her. And so... He sent her to the court, and she ended up being chosen by the king, so she became the king's wife. So now we have a Jew woman who is the queen over Persia. Meanwhile in the story, Mordecai finds a, uncovers a plot to kill the king by a couple of eunuchs, and so he exposes this plot, and the eunuchs are, are stopped and caught and executed. Now we take a side trip to a man named Haman. Haman is a very uh, arrogant and proud man who seeks his own glory. And Haman is in the king's court. And when he's going through, uh, going through the city, he notices that Mordecai will not bow down to him. Mordecai doesn't bow down to him not to be rude, but because... He's a Jew, and he only bows down to God. Well, this makes Haman very cross, and so he starts plotting to kill Mordecai, and he learns that Mordecai is a Jew, and so in order to wipe out Mordecai, he decides to wipe out the entire Jewish nation. So he, uh, he tricks the king, basically, into creating a decree that in uh, 
a certain amount of time, everybody would rise up and, and kill the Jews. Now, the way they determine the date for this is called Pur. They cast lots, and the lots end up making it uh, known or making it decreed that this would occur on the last month of the of the year, Adar. And so he sends messages all throughout the land that this is going to happen so that everybody is on the same page, on the same date, they will rise up and kill the Jews. Now the Jews, you'll remember, are in exile and they are slaves in this land. Well, Mordecai catches wind of this and takes a copy of the letter to Esther, and uh, well, through her, through her emissary, uh, one of the eunuchs, and asks her to advocate on behalf of the Jews of her people. She's afraid at first because <clears throat> to go before the king unbeckoned uh, means death if he does not uh, extend his scepter to you in his in his throne room. Uh, but. Mordecai convinces her, basically saying, who knows, God may have put you, well, he doesn't say God, because God is actually not mentioned in this book, but he says, maybe you were made queen just for this purpose. In any case, uh, fast forward, she holds a couple of dinners, ends up accusing Haman, and uh, the king ends up executing Haman, and since a Persian law, or a Median, because this is Medo-Persia, a Median law created by the king cannot be undone, not even by the king himself. He can't undo the original treachery, but what he does do is allow Mordecai to uh, create a new rule on top of the first one that allows the Jews to defend themselves. And when the date finally comes, the Jews end up defending themselves. A lot of the Persians refuse to uh, attack the Jews because they fear Mordecai, uh, but who's now been elevated to a position of, of status in the kingdom. But the ones that do decide to attack the Jews, the Jews rise up and, and defend themselves and kill their attackers. And they get to do this not just on one day, but two. And because of this... It is celebrated by the holiday, the Jewish holiday called Purim, or Purim. Well, that's a quick summary of the book. Let's look at the parallels we can draw. Now, let's go through the six points of the gospel. Uh, I, I found this online, and, and it was from Bible.com, and I love this. I tried to come up with my own, and, and I couldn't come up with anything really different than this. So, there's six points... <clears throat> to the gospel, a summary, if you will. One is the fact of sin. And we see this in Romans 3.10, 3.23, James 4.17, James 2.10. Then we have the penalty of sin. And this is spoken of in Romans 5.12, Romans 6.23, Ezekiel 18.20. The penalty must be paid. This is noted in Hebrews 2.2 2 and 3. And in Hebrews 9.22 and in Romans 2.12. The penalty was paid by Christ. We see this in Romans 5.8, 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 3.18, Isaiah 53.5-6, among others. 
Salvation is a free gift. We learn this in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, Romans 3, 24, Titus 3, 5, John 3, 16. And you have to accept it in order to benefit from it. This is Revelation 3, 20, John 1, 12, John 6, 37, and 1 John 5, 11 through 12. So, the fact of sin. Sin exists. It was done by Adam and Eve in the garden, and it has been carried on through the generations. The penalty of sin. We know the wages of sin is death. The penalty has to be paid. God does not change his mind. He is all-knowing, all-present. He is everywhere at once, always has been, always will be. He doesn't change. He is just who he is. So the penalty that he instituted cannot be undone. I'll say that again. The penalty for sin that he instituted cannot be undone. He made a declaration that the wages of sin is death. It was stated in the garden and proven in the garden and has carried on through the generations. It cannot change. This penalty has to be paid. But the penalty was paid. He sent an out. He sent a way for us to be redeemed, and that is through Christ, our kinsman redeemer. Christ paid the penalty for us. That's number four. Number five, salvation is a free gift. We don't have to do anything to receive this benefit except believe in Christ and follow his commandments. You have to accept it. It is not just something that will just blanketly be applied. It is applied to the believers. All right, so that's the gospel in a nutshell. So let's look at the parallels. The Persian law that the king's decree cannot be undone is very similar to this whole concept of the wages of sin is death and the wages must be paid. God made this law and it has to be, it can't be undone. However, counter decrees can be made. Okay? The wages of sin is debt. This is a declaration made by God in the garden and the debt has to be paid. Yet he had a plan, even in the garden, for those who would repent and return to him through his son. His son provided the counter decree that enabled man to be saved from the original decree by substitution. Jesus became our substitutionary lamb. So the Jews were doomed, right? They were, they were going to die. But a counter-decree was made by Xerxes, or Ahasuerus, through Mordecai that enabled the Jews, willing to fight for their salvation, to be redeemed and saved themselves through that, uh, that counter-decree, or belief in that counter-decree. Now, in Proverbs 16:18, we read, Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Haman was suffering from wounded pride, and this caused him to seek the death of Mordecai. All his attempts resulted, though, in him being humiliated. And you really have to read the story. It's a beautiful story, and you have to read the story to get the full flavor of that. He ended up being humiliated at every turn. And eventually, after building a very tall gallows, hoping to trick the king into allowing him to execute Mordecai on it, he ended up getting executed on his own gallows. His wounded pride caused him to seek the annihilation of an entire race just to kill one man. And the result was that he ended up on his own gallows. The Jews ended up availing themselves of the counter-decree and were able to save themselves. They accepted that counter-decree 
and were redeemed. So we have a parallel between the gospel and this Old Testament story. You see, the beauty of the scriptures is that it is a unified whole despite the fact that it's written over thousands of years by over 40 different authors. And we see redemption, love, everything in the gospel we see throughout scripture. And that is going to be our task is to learn to see Christ in every book of the Bible. Well, that's it for today. God bless you all. I hope you enjoyed this and we'll see you on the next one.